to including uh, Bud Light, Bud Light, Bud Light. And uh, their problem, you know, their problem is they hired Karen as their as their marketing director. They hired Karen. They did. They hired Karen. That's what happened. Uh, they they hired a white liberal woman to make decisions for everybody else. Uh, and that's what that's what happens with Karens. Karens are the ones who always step forward and say, "You know, I think that Native American mascot is really offensive." And you say, "Well, you know, uh, are you a Native American?" No, I'm not. But I know somebody. I know this because. Because uh, I discovered Karen in uh, in the mid '90s. Mid uh, Karen is a liberal white woman who thinks that she is uh, smarter than everybody, who wants to mother everybody in a very negative way. They're the ones who they, they're the ones. Literally, Karens are the one who took uh, George Floyd's death and made it into getting rid of Mrs. Butterworth. Uh, it, that, that's Karen. Karen did that. Okay, because, uh, for instance, Aunt Jemima, uh, George Floyd getting murdered in Minneapolis, and I do believe that the uh, the person who did it is in jail and, and needs to be in jail for what happened. But white liberals, particularly women, they're the ones who parlayed it into getting rid of the Land O'Lakes Indian on the butter. And and she's the one who got rid of the, uh, the Aunt Jemima. And you know what? Aunt Jemima's family was mad about it. Aunt Jemima was like, what, what do you, what do you, we, we love our, Aunt Jemima made us famous. Aunt Jemima made our town famous. Why are you getting ready? Oh, we will make the decision for you, people of color, we white liberals, we'll handle it. That's just, and that's it. And Karen became the, uh, the spokesperson for Bud Light. She, she looked at it and she said, oh, you, you uh, frat boys and, and guys out there drinking your Bud Light and everything and riding in your pontoon boats on the weekends and shotgun Bud Light doing drinking games and stuff. Honestly, uh, I'll make a decision for you. We need to have transgendered uh, women as the spokesperson because uh, we know that all you, uh, you cisgendered males drinking your Bud Light would much rather see a transgendered woman be the spokesperson because, you know, inclusivity and all that. Well, how'd that work out for Bud Light? Not so well. I will uh, get into all of the details on that uh, as the show progresses. I do want to continue with this real quick because uh, a lot of people are saying that uh, the Democrat Party wants Donald Trump to be the candidate for president, and uh, that's nonsense. It's it's uh, nonsense. Why would they still be saying his name? Why would they still be trying him on spurious charges? Why would they still be raiding Mar-a-Lago? Why did they impeach him after he left office? Why was he the first indicted uh, ex-president in history? Why was he the first home of an ex-president to be raided? It's not because Donald Donald Trump has committed crimes that have to be addressed. It's to prevent him from running again. And they're doing the opposite. They're making people uh, get behind him even more. The House GOP has expanded its probe into Biden election interference. They are targeting the DOJ attorney used to jumpstart the Trump case. This is with regard to Alvin Bragg. The House Judiciary Committee ratcheting up its investigation into uh, Alvin Bragg's office over this last week's historic indictment of Donald Trump. Uh, Jim Jordan sent a letter to Manhattan DA counsel Matthew Colangelo requesting a transcribed interview, according to the Federalists. The committee is demanding Colangelo hand over documents related to his hiring and sit down for a formal review. Colangelo was given until April 21st to provide lawmakers with a schedule of his availability. In December, former acting associate General Colangelo was hired by D.A. Bragg's office to jumpstart investigations into the former president who had announced his intention to run in 2024 against sitting President Joe Biden. 
Quote, he will help guide the most sensitive and high-profile white-collar investigations, adding Colangelo will promote confidence in the legal system by making clear that the same rules apply to everyone, no matter how powerful. Jim Jordan revealed on Fox last week that Bragg had admitted his office used federal funds for the Trump investigation. So if you wanted a tie between the Biden White House, the Biden GOJ, and this uh, investigation, well, there it is. There it is right there. Yeah. Jim Jordan led the Judiciary Committee expands its probe into uh, the uh, the Bragg's uh, office. The House Judiciary Committee is broadening its inquiry. This from uh, an opinion piece from John Doherty of the Federalist. Uh, committee Chairman Jim Jordan sent a letter. And in December, uh, Colin Jello was brought on board to jumpstart the investigation. I kind of just said that. But clearly, uh, the target is over Donald Trump for a reason. One of the reasons may be that, uh, well, in a crowded field in Florida, this is, you know, last week we heard Ron DeSantis was pulling away in Florida. We heard all of this that Donald Trump, uh, the Democrats uh, want Donald Trump to run. It's all nonsense. Donald Trump has an eight-point lead over DeSantis, 42 to 34. No other potential candidate comes close. Uh, you got Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. Love him. I think he'd be a great candidate in 2028. Uh, then you've got uh, Nikki Haley. Hasn't really uh, registered on the radar. Asa Hutchinson. I'm going to reserve my comments. Uh, he's got about 1.4%. Um, and that's about it. And that's about it. So in November, uh, according to the survey, uh, DeSantis was ahead 11 points over Trump in Florida. But apparently that has swung in the opposite direction. So you could say that uh, all of these scandals are causing Donald Trump to rise in the polls, and that's why Democrats are doing it. Or the Democrats are trying to keep Donald Trump from running and uh, consequently making him more popular and more powerful than ever. It's just who you chose to uh, believe. But I will tell you right now, even if you look in the polling, um, uh, Donald Trump is ahead of Joe Biden. So I, I'm, I'm sticking with mine. That is that the Democrat Party is terrified of Donald Trump. And it's, uh, it's obvious. And, and one thing I'll also mention is uh, the American people don't want another candidate who's going to talk about uh, Social Security, going to talk about, you know, a, a smaller. You know, I'd say you've got to have a platform. Don't get me wrong. But the American people want the swamp taken down. The Trump supporters want the swamp taken down. The Trump supporters and a lot of people in the country want uh, uh, payback for the abuses and usurpations of the federal government that they have committed the last couple of years and uh, and of the open southern border, the fentanyl crisis, the economy, the price of uh, of oil, the Ukraine war. The American people are concerned about the future of the country and they want to turn back the nonsense that has gotten us to where we are now. So uh, that said, there are my thoughts on it. If you want to call 800-922-6680. I do want to... Uh, I do want to jump into this uh, this Bud Light thing, and, and the reason um, I think it's important is because uh, this is how we show the uh, the world, how we show the woke crowd that um, you know all we have to do is say no to stop their their BS. For some reason, uh, Bud Light 
uh, brought in. And a lot of the times you'll see, like, for instance, I'll, I'll draw a comparison. You've got a couple of 27-year-old legislators in Tennessee who have no life experience about anything. And they, uh, they read a bumper sticker that say guns are bad. And they decide to reinvent everything, create some sort of crisis that isn't there, march into the legislature, demand their way. Well, that's kind of what's going on with Bud Light. You've got a uh, well, woman, she's uh, in her 30s, she's coming in, she's looking at all these uh, beer-drinking, uh, you know, uh, Spuds McKenzie ex-acolyte, you know, frat boys drinking Bud Light. Uh, and, and to some degree that's true, but she decided to make a decision for all of them that they have to be cool with the transgendered uh, woman being the spokesperson. They, they, literally, it's kind of like the equivalent of uh, the <clears throat> NHL forcing hockey players to wear the, uh, the rainbow jersey in the warm-ups. I'm not kidding. Now, uh, these beer-swelling, uh, Bud Light-drinking dudes, and I know a lot of them, including Chris Plant, my friend who's a nationally syndicated radio host, he got rid of Bud Light. He said, screw it, I'm going to drink Yingling. He has never drank anything but Bud Light. And he's not, you know, he's, he's a, you know, he lives in D.C. He's not uh, NASCAR, you know, watching uh, uh, Confederate flag waving, you know, hillbilly from hell. Uh, these are people who just like Bud Light. And, and they're fine with if you want to be transgender, you want to be whatever, that's your business. But don't force it uh, on our children in school. And uh, don't think that we're going to be cool with a man who makes fun of women. Becoming the spokesperson, and I want to mention this, because to uh, <clears throat> people who consume Bud Light, you've got to look at them, uh, largely going to be straight men, uh, largely going to be, I don't know what the demo is exactly, probably 22 uh, to uh, 50, 60 maybe, drinking Bud Light, and... Um, and here comes this uh, this Karen coming along and, and and hiring somebody who is literally making a mockery of womanhood, uh, becoming a spokesperson for feminine products. This at the same time that Riley Gaines is under attack for simply saying you can't have men become women and beat women in sports. And the left has gone bananas over it. Well, they did that. Kind of with Bud Light, they took a guy who literally is uh, doing the the uh, equivalent of um, uh, blackface, and, and I say that the reason why I say it: women were at one point not allowed to be on stage in Shakespearean theater. Women were played by men, and men a lot of the times uh, acted as women in very flamboyant, very over the top as a way of not only excluding women from stage and screen, but also to make fun of them. The same thing happened with uh, white actors and black actors in the early part of the 20th century. Same thing. And you may not think that the, the drag queen is, uh, is an affront to women, and I don't because they're clowns. But when you take somebody who is literally claiming to be a woman for 365 days, uh, is suddenly a spokesperson for Tampax, a product that this person will never need, uh, you say that after 365 days, this person will come to the White House and be the spokesperson for a movement after this, this spokesperson has done everything to make fun of women and femininity. And, and make that person the spokesperson for Bud Light. Again, most of the people who drink Bud Light, cisgendered, a lot of them are men, a lot of them are women. 
But a lot of the men have, uh, I don't know, female brothers or sisters, female wives, and they look at this as an insult. Female mothers. I would venture to say that we all have female mothers, although the Democrat Party is saying otherwise. But that's what this is all about. But uh, they went ahead and they decided to do this. This is uh, Dylan Mulvaney. And, and, and what's really bad is, you see this goofball clown uh, dressing up like a woman, a woman, has had facial surgery, still has his twigs and berries, by the way, and he's trying to convince you, A, that he's the spokesperson for Bud Light, and B, that he actually drinks Bud Light, which is laughable. Hi. Impressive carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. So, I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but... It turns out it has something to do with sports. And I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to celebrate. This month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me... My, uh, my mother was a woman her entire life. She was 91 when she passed away. Not one moment did she decide to be the other gender. Weird that way. Possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Uh, yeah, can of beer, by Hi. the way, in case you were wondering. And Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money, too. Um, who, who was that trying to appeal to? Um, transgendered individuals make up less than 3% of the population. So you got a transgender individual appealing to presumably transgendered individuals, not to the main audience of Bud Light, and trying to convince that 3% of the population to drink Bud Light. Good strategy? Probably not so much. I've got some audio from the, uh, the person who is in charge, the Karen, who is still, at least today, still in charge of the marketing for Bud Light, although we haven't seen anything from Bud Light uh, in social media in a few days. Uh, we'll share that on the other side. Also, Michelle, you hold on. You'll be up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's The Rob Carson Show. Hey, kids, we got a new sponsor. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Here's to you, Mr. Soon-to-be-fired marketing executive. Yes, it's best. You hired trans activist best. Dylan Mulvaney as your spokesperson? Yes. You know that she's a man. Your boneheaded move infuriated Bud Light drinkers. It went over like a job application at a Biden rally. What the hell are you thinking? Hey, genius. Maybe you should stick to selling beer instead of trying to promote your woke politics. Your arguments just don't hold water. But those 12-ounce cans do. Here's to you, Mr. Marketing Genius. I wouldn't be surprised if you get the pink slip. Yes. It will fit him perfectly. Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, uh, Karen. Karen did this. Karen, uh, her name is actually uh, Lisa Heinerscheid. She has, a, I guess, a spiffy uh, advertising degree or something. I think she went to like uh, Yale. But anyway, she decided that uh, she would say that. Oh, uh, you know. You guys who are drinking your Bud Light are a bunch of frat boys, a bunch of knuckle-dragging frat boys. And so she decided that she would hire someone who, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, who is an insult to women around the country, makes fun of women. And and I honestly I don't I you know I, I have nothing against transgendered people, but don't you kind of have to know your audience? 
Don't you kind of have to know your audience before you just uh, whip something out, for lack of a better expression? Here, here she is. This is Alisa Heinerscheid, who has a, you can tell, She's like a Democrat when they move into to whatever uh, office and they just decided to change it. You know, we're going to teach transgenderism at schools, whether parents like it or not. That's kind of what this is. And she decided that, you know, these uh, bunch of knuckle-dragon Bud Light drinkers, they need to be, they need to have their files upgraded and, uh, and include transgenders. Uh, here she is talking about the brand. This brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. Yeah, they only sell a couple hundred million cases a year. Uh, now, uh, not so much. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I have this super clear mandate. It's like we need to it's super clear. evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my what I how about if you want to appeal to the uh, the Gen Z, you just say, uh, hey, get some Bud Light for the next pandemic that they declare and you're forced to stay home all the time. Brought to that was a belief in, OK, what is what, do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. Yes, we have to include the 0.003% of individuals who claim to be transgendered. It means... That's inclusive. Having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. Mm -hmm. And represents... You didn't do that with Strawberita? You didn't do that with Lima Rita? What the hell was that all about? Is it sort of the heart of evolution? You've got to see people who reflect you in the work. And we oh, yeah, I see transgendered individuals all the time. And what? Had this hangover. I mean. Oh, speaking of hangover, yeah, Bud Light. Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty kind of out-of-touch humor. And it was really important <laughs> that we had another approach. But... Anyway, listen, I'm not going to pretend that there isn't so much more work to do from a business results perspective and, of course, from a representation perspective. But I feel like you you have to put your money where your mouth is when you're trying to evolve a brand. You know, um, did you see all the Bud Light being dumped into toilets i said uh, that uh, people are doing with uh, bud light what they always do except for they just uh, eliminating the middleman you know normally you drink the bud light then you go to the bathroom uh, this way <laughs> we are eliminating the middleman as far as uh, as far as uh, drinking bud light is concerned uh bud light sales are plunging by the way did you see the and i, I was wondering if this was real apparently hundreds of cases of bud light were run over by a steamroller i'm, I'm thinking it might have been some sort of a, a publicity stunt or something but I got to thinking about how dangerous that is. If you think uh, East Palestine was bad, imagine uh, hundreds of cases of Bud Light entering the storm sewers because, you know, it's Bud Light. Sorry, I'm just not a Bud Light drinker. I, I gave up Bud Light uh, years ago. Uh, and then I gave up drinking altogether a few years ago. And now I'm kind of glad I did. Uh, on the way, a distributor talks about not being able to feed his family because of stupid decisions by Bud Light, including hiring a, uh, a transgendered individual. And, uh, oh, some new news on COVID. It's no longer an emergency. Stick around. Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's the Rob Carson Show. And I am back. Took a day off. Getting a lot of uh, a lot of emails, and and I'll you know just being honest about it. I took the day off yesterday because our uh, our little dog Lucy died on uh, 
on Easter morning. And uh, it was, uh, you know, it was a blessing because she was, uh, we think, 15, 16 years old. And, um, and she died with us there. It was, it was, a, it was a big deal. And, and uh, we were very fortunate because she, she was never sick. Was, you know, she never was, she just was a puppy until she passed. I'm getting a lot of notes. Uh, this is from uh, Judy. Uh, I heard your comments about the loss of your little girl, Lucy. My heart goes out to you and your family. And I want you to know that uh, she is thanking you for rescuing her all of those many years and uh, we just recently had to say goodbye to our little dog Gracie so um, I used to uh, think that it was uh, silly to take days off for uh, the passing of a pet but then you realize how uh, incredibly important they are they really are they they uh, they are life-changing and life-saving I believe I believe pets can be life-changing and uh, and life-saving so that's why I did. just took the day off yesterday didn't want to deal with the nonsense with uh, you know the Dalai Lama Kissing a boy on the mouth. What the hell happened there? I mean, honestly, what, what, what? Your Dalai Lama's done. Done, 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 done. I don't even, you know, I know he's supposed to be a holy figure, and I know that uh, China hates him, and we always hear about the Dalai Lama, but uh, I think he kind of jumped the shark uh, yeah, over the weekend. We'll uh, get to that very shortly if I decide to talk about it, because honestly, uh, ridiculous. Um, but uh, one of the reasons why uh, I, I live in the Midwest, and, and I grew up in, uh, in Iowa, Lived in Missouri for a dozen years, and in Missouri, uh, Budweiser is king. And the reason being is Budweiser is made in St. Louis. It's a proud brand. The horses, the Budweiser Clydesdales, are, uh, they have a barn. I believe it's in Boonville, Missouri, which is the center of Missouri, in, uh, near Columbia, Missouri, the uh, University of Missouri College Town. And people go see the Budweiser Clydesdales, and then you go to St. Louis, and you know, I've done the brewery tour, and, and the Anheuser-Busch Bush Stadium. Bush Stadium in St. Lou. It was the original Bush Stadium where I saw Mark McGuire's uh, 60-second home run game. Then they got a new uh, Bush Stadium there. But Bush is a big deal to the people in Missouri and the Midwest. There are companies like in, in, uh, in uh, if you own the franchise for Bud Light as a distributor, you're set. If you are the owner of the Bud Light franchise in Columbia, Missouri, or St. Louis, or Kansas City, or whatever, it's Springfield, or, or uh, Branson, you're set. Because Bud Light, Budweiser, is the king of beers in Missouri. And this move that this moron uh, advertising executive made, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know at this point if Bud Light is going to come back because I know there was a good deal of concern. People in Missouri were very concerned when Bud Light was or Budweiser was purchased by a Belgian company because this is a near and dear brand. And then this happens. And, and I worry, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want anybody who works as a distributor or somebody who works at the company and brews the beer. I don't want them to suffer for the idiocy of this advertising director. And I don't know what would bring him back at this point, to be honest. I mean, I, I heard people, and I don't, you know, I don't do a lot of bar hopping anymore, but uh, I've heard that there they were no Bud Lights being ordered at bars across the country. This is a guy who actually works as a distributor for Bud Light, talking about what it's done for him and his family. I work for an affiliate company. I am a merchandiser. And the sole product of the company I work for is Anheuser-Busch products. So with all this canceling going on, 
Um, there's, I mean, I've never seen such little sales in this past few days uh, on these products. And it's, it's sad because when people don't buy this beer, I don't make money, and I can't feed my family. So it's kind of uh, heartbreaking, I guess, that um, Anheuser-Busch did what they did. They don't know their clientele. So it's uh, kind of heartbreaking. And it's not that Bud Light drinkers are a bunch of knuckle-dragging rubes. It's just that they see the absurdity of all of this nonsense, this woke nonsense happening in the country, and they're done with it. They're just, they're done with it. And if you bed down with this, this orthodoxy, then you're going to suffer. You know, all of my my relatives, they drive Dodge trucks and they drink Bush Light. If Bush Light decided to to hire uh, a woke, transgendered individual who displaced women and made fun of women, they would drop Bush Light like like it was nobody's business. Uh, But presumably, Bush Light knows their demo. There are husbands and fathers and brothers and sisters and, aunt, and uncles and, and, and all of this. And they, and they love the women in their lives who were born women. And, and you're trying to put, put this new reality out there. They're going to say no. So I don't know what Bud Light has to do. Uh, I don't know if a full, th- certainly they got to fire this executive. Uh, and then I think they need to offer a full-throated apology to the consumers of Bud Light. Otherwise, I think I think the brand is cooked. And it's a big brand. It's a really big brand. Disney. Disney, it took a major hit. They, they had to fire 7,000 employees because of the woke nonsense. Because Disney getting involved in politics. The place where you take your children for safety and security. The place that you take your children to, experiencing a, to experience a childhood they will never forget. Suddenly saying they're down with sex and sexuality of children in schools and transgenderism and changing the gender of your child. I, what did they, What did you expect was going to happen? And by the way, I saw this uh, this headline. This is in uh, Breitbart. Uh, conservative commentator Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire suggested that conservatives band together to boycott woke businesses. You just you find one, pick pick a victim, gang up on it, make an example of it, and then claim this is very politically incorrect. He claim one scalp and then move on to the next. And we are powerful guys. I mean, you may feel like that they're stealing elections uh, nationally and, and in Arizona and other places. You may feel. But look at how powerful you are when you just say no. When you say no. Let's go to Michelle in Westminster. Been holding for a while. Michelle, I appreciate that. What are your thoughts today? When my mother and my father split in 1966, my mother had to have my grandfather sign the lease, and she couldn't even get the phone in her yeah. name. I own two businesses. I own my house. I own my car. And I have pieces and shards of glass still stuck in my head from breaking through that glass ceiling. It was an awful lot of work. I still have issues where people will say for my permitting business, well, go flash your baby blues and you'll get it done. Wow. That is not how things are supposed to be. I am tired of women being demeaned. On behalf of all women, real women, 
we have taken a vote, and we don't like your crap. We're not taking your crap. Shut up, sit down, and get the heck out of my freaking way because I'm done with your nonsense. I, I absolutely you agree. Woman, all you want, but it ain't going to happen. You have your twigs and berries. You're a man. I don't care how many times you sing the song. I don't yeah. care how many dresses you put on, lipstick, false eyelashes, whatever it is you think that floats your flipping little boat. I don't give a flipping yeah. at all. I'm done. Michelle, Michelle, let me ask you this. Uh, you saw what happened to Riley Gaines uh, in San Francisco, and she's going to uh, sue the school. I hope she sues them for hundreds of millions of dollars. But they're actually defending. They're defending the people who shouted her down and threatened her and physically assaulted her. And, uh, and i got to tell you. person is in Nashville. So what, you know, what, what, we cannot be surprised when they do these kind of things because this is what we have come to expect from these morons. These mentally challenged people, they have a derangement, they have a mental illness, there's something wrong with these people for coming after our children, breaking down every cornerstone of our country, and sending us up the river and trying to turn us into a third world country. Do you, anybody realize what's going on with Saudi Arabia and Iran? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're, we're talking about women's stuff and this silly stuff. We have some big issues happening here. We're not paying any mind to those. You know, it's amazing. The, the, the Democrat Party, the Democrat Party says they're the defenders of women. The only thing that Democrats care about for women is the ability to get an abortion. Uh, that's all they give a rat's behind about women. And then they claim that women are paid, you know, whatever less uh, for their jobs. If that were the case, uh, then corporate America would have fired every man. Women sign up to be teachers more often. Teachers are paid less than high-altitude welders on, uh, on corporate buildings. Give me a frickin' break. But you are right, Michelle. They are taking all the progress that women have made and they are pushing you back and, and including right now on the verge of destroying women's athletics all together. The reason for women to compete and it is honestly, it is time that women in America get really pissed off and Michelle, I'm really glad that you are because when you piss off America's women, you're done. You're cooked. Yeah, you're I mean right. I mean that seriously. You don't, you don't want to mess with Mama Bear uh, and, and this is the the last straw that you you are replacing women in every way, shape, or form, and then ultimately this this idiotic Bud Light campaign to cap it all off, and then going after Riley Gaines for just saying you ruined my career because you decided to become a man or a woman your senior year and take away a championship from me. Uh, it, it is it is absurd. It is beyond defendable at all. And it's time we just said, no, we're not going down this road anymore, Michelle. Enough with the nonsense. Against, can we do something against these guys that are, that are pretending to be women in, in women's sports or whatever area that they are? Let's start doing to them what is not in, not in a violent way, but we dog them. We follow them around. We carry signs. We make their life a living, flipping hell like they're trying to do to ours. You know what? You know what? To their own medicine. 
you know what they did in uh, there was a guy in Canada and this uh, this guy decided to become a man and compete with women at about age 40 in weightlifting and this this uh, this man claiming to be a woman set a new bench press record so there was another guy in Canada who's a really big guy and he decided just for one competition to identify as a woman and in Canada you can so you know what he did he got in the women's competition and he broke all of the transgendered uh, persons records to wreck their their uh, position in record books and that's one wow. way we can do it but we we just cannot i mean we cannot uh, defend men competing with women in sports we cannot defend this we cannot get behind this it has to be stopped there has to be a line and and michelle you're the person uh, m- men can't fight this fight for women. Women have to fight the fight, and we will back you up. But the onus comes from you, and we are behind you 1,000%, Michelle. Well, consider the line drawn. It is. Amen. Amen. I'm with you. Thanks for the phone, <laughs> phone call, Michelle. I do appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Joe in Dundalk, Maryland. Joe, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, Rob. How are you today? Sorry, I'm Matt Lucy. That's okay, buddy. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, 2,500 years ago, the most quoted person from the Old Testament by our forefathers, our founding fathers, was Deuteronomy. Chapter 22, verse 5, the woman shall not wear that which pertains unto man, neither should the man put on woman's garments. For all of this is an abomination in the eyes of God. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is wrong. Yeah. What's happening is wrong. Yeah, it, it is. It is, Joe, and and there is no way to change your gender. And and I literally, I have a friend who lost her job for just saying that somebody who believes they can change their gender by taking uh, puberty blockers and getting mutilative surgery. Uh, and by the way, forty percent of those people are suicidal. Uh, and 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 also, I'll mention that the main reason why some parents are saying that they are okay with their kids being trans is because their kids are saying if they don't become trans, they'll kill themselves. They're commit them. Yeah. yeah. Commit so so what uh, who's who's crazy here, Joe? I think the parents are. Yeah, the the parents have been sold a bill of goods. Uh the parents have been uh brought down a road that's that's wrong. And I got to tell you any parent who they they do it out of a, a, a concern for their children, but unfortunately they're they're buying into something that is nonsensical and will not make their child better. Uh there are a million other ways to do so. Thanks for the phone call. I do appreciate it. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's the Rob Carson Show. Well, apparently Bud Light has backtracked on another marketing decision. They were going to replace the Budweiser Clydesdales with a, a team of gender unicorns. They have decided to not do that, apparently, because of <laughs> backlash. Uh, John, Ritt and, uh, John Rich and Travis Tritt uh, are leading the backlash against the woke inroads in country music following the CMT uh, awards. Uh, you may have seen uh, they were held in Austin, Texas, which is about as close to country music as... I don't know, uh, Berkeley is to uh, Bluegrass. Uh, Anyway, uh, Kelsey Ballerina performed her song, If You Go Down... 
I'm going down too with drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race surrounding uh, uh, her. And this apparently uh, in response to uh, Tennessee recently passing a bill to limit sexualized entertainment visible to minors. So again, here we are uh, uh, taking the demo and uh, and whizzing on them and whizzing on their beliefs. And and with regard to Dylan Mulvaney and uh, and Bud Light, I am no problem with uh, with a, uh, a drag queen being a spokesperson. Like RuPaul. RuPaul is a character. RuPaul is a uh, clown. He is. He wears clownish makeup. He, he, uh, uh, is, uh, he overly emphasizes feminine traits to make fun of them. He's a clown. Drag queens are clowns. But for some odd reason, uh, the left has decided to, make, uh, to give them icon status for being clowns. And Dylan Mulvaney is not a, uh, a, tran- or is not a drag queen. Dylan Mulvaney is an individual who has shown a propensity for uh, uh, being a uh, an attention uh, who W H O and uh, his entire life, and this is just the latest rendition. And he literally makes fun of women by saying, "Day two hundred being a woman. Hey, day three hundred being a woman. Here, oh, use this maxi pad, even though I don't have a uterus." I mean, honestly. That's what he is. That's why people are mad about this, because Bud Light drinkers have moms and sisters. Let's go to uh, Michelle in Arbutus, Maryland. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Your thoughts. Go ahead. Hey, Rob. So, look, I'm a woman. I'm a middle-aged woman, and I get that, you know, everybody wants to be a woman. Women are great, okay? (laughs) But I was literally born a woman. Anyhow, I have the solution for Budweiser. I think that they need to bring... Spuds McKenzie back. Bring Spuds back. Bring I, Spuds McKenzie back, and that will just, you know, instead of having men dress up as women, bring the dog back. I don't know, man. I mean, uh, knowing that the, uh, advertising at, uh, at Bud Light, they bring back some sort of like a foo-foo dog, like a, you make them into a, a uh, you know, one of those uh, poodles that old, uh, really old people dress up in sweaters yeah. and stuff. That's what I'm afraid would happen. <laughs> no, they're going to bring Spuds back. Spuds is the reason I started drinking Budweiser in the first place. Thank you. Me too in Bud college. Bud Light. <laughs> you know, because I'm a woman and I have to watch my weight. So I Michelle, Michelle let me ask you. When, you. when you saw that, what, what, why do you find Dylan Mulvaney as a spokesperson so offensive? Is it because he literally is displacing women and making fun of women? Because that's what the vibe I get from women. Well, I find it offensive because he is... He's, what he's doing to women, I don't think that he's making fun of women. He's trying to act like he is a woman. And there's too many people in this world today that know that he's not a woman. So that's what's offensive. It's an insult. You're exactly right. He's pretending to be a woman. He's not. He's saying he's a woman. Everybody's saying he is, while everybody, every woman says, no, he's not. And we're tired of this nonsense. Appreciate the call. Uh, Let's go ahead and take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. I hope you had a uh, glorious uh, weekend. I took an extra day this week. In case you haven't heard, I, I took a day off me with a family. And we had uh, one of our dogs uh, pass away. And, uh, you know, we just uh, wanted to be together as a family. Because we, we don't have a lot of family around us. We live in uh, Kansas side of Kansas City. And, and uh, when you have a dog that your kids have had since your daughter was four and your son was nine, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's uh, it, it can be tough. I, I'm okay, uh, by the way. 
Um, it's just uh, there are times we kind of got to go, okay, let's let's step back. I, I hope you don't mind that I did that. And um, uh, I just felt it was uh, probably a good thing to do. Probably a good thing. And, and uh, uh, in response to your next question, no, we're not going to get another dog. So we already got two. We had three. And let me uh, recommend something to you. If you have two dogs, stay with two dogs. All right? If you have one dog, you might consider two dogs because the second dog will give the dog a playlet. You introduce the third, the, the third is going to be vying for the attention of one of the other two. And it's not ever going to be great, generally. Most of the time, three dogs are not going to get along. They're not going to, somebody's going to be the odd dog out and all that. But uh, regardless, we had Lucy for a very long time, and she never needed to go to the vet, even toward the very end. And, you know, it's interesting because she had this thing that I call the boot and rally, which is what my, my uh, dog that I had years and years ago did. And, and we thought that she was over and was over and ready to take her into the vet and, you know, end it. And then all of a sudden she's a puppy again. Just out of, just a puppy again. And she'd been a puppy, even at 15 years old, more active than the other dogs. And it wasn't until the last month kind of slowed down. But she became a puppy again. And then Sunday morning rolled around and we realized... And this is it. This is this is the end of the road. We just we knew it. My wife knew it. She said, "Rob, get the kids because I think this is it." And uh, and she waited till all of us were there. She did. She waited to, and she looked at each of us. She's amazing. She looked at us. She looked at each one of us, and she had these eyes. You could just look right into your soul. And we talked to her, and just said, "We love you." As she faded. And I know that she heard us. So, if you've uh, if you've been through something like this, you know uh, that a that a, a dog, uh, a pet, can frequently be uh, as important, or sometimes even more important than some people, because your your dog will never leave you because you supported a political candidate they didn't like. You know, <laughs> there is that. There is there is that. So, and oddly enough, my daughter has a. She has a hamster that she brings home. Now, I never thought I'd like a rodent, but she brings this, this hamster home from school, and his name's Rye, and, he, and he's, a, uh, he's a Syrian hamster. You can tell by the accent, and, uh, and it, it's this big, and he's lovable, and, he's, and you hold him, and he falls asleep in your arms, and, you know, it just, it's, I don't know. There's something about just the, the bond that you can have with a, with a pet that is, uh, is remarkable. So uh, anyway, let's 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 move on. I, I want to get to a bunch of things uh, this hour. Uh, obviously, we had another uh, shooting uh, yesterday, and this time in Louisville, uh, a, a suspect uh, accused of uh, killing five and injuring eight. Uh, and uh, it was at the old National Bank in downtown Louisville. This guy was a star athlete in high school who allegedly suffered uh, many concussions. So many concussions that he wore. A, uh, a protective device around his head when he played other sports. Now, I know that concussions can alter behavior, uh, can ultimately uh, result in, uh, you know, as we saw, you know, Muhammad Ali in his later years in life, we saw that uh, he had, uh, he had, you know, slipped a great deal. Some could say uh, this is obviously Parkinson's. Parkinson's may be precipitated by frequent blows to the head. But anyway, uh, when this uh, the shooter was a, uh, a freshman at Floyd Central High School in Floyd's Knob, Indiana, uh, he was an all-around athlete playing basketball, football, and running track. Uh, his father was the head coach of the team. A former classmate told the uh, Daily Beast that uh, that Sturgeon was known as Mr. Floyd Central. 
the classmate who remained anonymous noted that Sturgeon oddly wore a, uh, a helmet while playing basketball due to multiple concussions he suffered while playing football. Uh, this, some people are saying, yeah, on his uh, social media, he had he and him as pronouns, and you know they're trying to tie it into the last two mass shootings uh, committed by transgender individuals, which to me doesn't matter. They, it was mental illness. One of the manifestations of the mental illness was claiming to be transgendered. Uh, the, the guy who knew this uh, shooter in, uh, in Louisville said, we played football together in eighth grade. He was, almost, he was out uh, most of the year because he had multiple concussions. Then he had a couple more in high school. You know, I, I got to tell you, and I don't know if uh, you know, this was caused by it. I know that doctors have made uh, links between football players and chronic traumatic encephalopathy, a degenerative brain disease caused by repeated blows to the head. Uh, but you would think sooner or later a parent would say, you know, I don't think you should play uh, sports anymore. You know, I'm not trying to blame this exclusively on uh, head blows or on the father who uh, said or the mother who said, go ahead and stay in sports. But clearly, if you've had a number of concussions and you have to wear a, 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 a device on your head, maybe, maybe it's time to join our speech. You know, like I did. Maybe maybe you should stick to other things like that, you know? Uh, and then, of course, uh, as as usual, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre used it as an excuse to go after Republicans for uh, gun control legislation. They're no longer in power. They don't have the power to enact any... Um, any legislation with regard to gun control. But the Democrat Party is trying to start a war with us on many fronts. And, uh, and if they are going to win a war which they have declared on us. There is all of this, this nonsense going on with CRT, transgenderism, all of this uh, nonsense. What happened in the, uh, the Tennessee House with uh, Kamala Harris going down there, the made-up controversy, students uh, getting out of class, a uh, uh, non-organic uh, astroturf, uh, gun limitation rally, and, uh, and all of that. The Democrat Party is trying to start something. They're, they're continuing to poke at hopes that we will strike back and they can crack down. That's it. That's what this is all about, guys. We are, you know, I, I told you when, uh, when they, the, the Chinese fly, the spy balloon flew across our country, I said that wasn't the beginning of something. That's an exclamation point to the rest of the world that there's a new, there's a new sheriff in town and the United States is sleeping on duty. And, uh, and this uh, transgendered nonsense is another way. That uh, the left can can uh, can introduce uh, you know transgender uh, surgery, radical transgender agenda in the schools. Then when parents fight back, they get the, the FBI or the DOJ sent after them. And uh, and uh, and when uh, women get angry because uh, there's a man pushing Bud Light saying he's a woman, then the women are the homophobes, and the Bud Light drinkers are the transphobes. But, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. We're saying the same dynamic that Democrats use. Democrats use people for their political gain and, and for political expediency. Uh, for instance, right now they're using the, uh, the LGBTQ uh, community to forward a, an agenda, a radical left, leftist uh, agenda of uh, 
convincing children they could switch genders. And they're using the gay community as cannon fodder for the movement because they, they are uh, hoping that somebody is going to an attack a transgendered individual, which would make that person the victim. And then they can claim anybody who is against transgenderism as homophobic and consequently capable of hate and, and harm. They did the same thing with Trump voters. White supremacy, the rise of white supremacy. White supremacy is not rising in the country. But what they're doing is they're trying to start a fight. And, and at a, uh, you know, a rally or something, maybe it's the transgender day of vengeance. If some Trump supporters come there, then uh, there will be someone in the crowd who tries to goad the Trump supporter into lashing out. And they can immediately say, oh, yeah, Trump supporters hate transgendered individuals. They hate them. And then when it comes to uh, women and replacing women. Uh, whether it be in sports, uh, whether that be in advertising campaigns, whether that be making people like uh, uh, Rachel Levine, who was a dude until his mid-40s with children, on the way to an unceremonious retirement, made him a charge of uh, an agency, and suddenly he moves from zero to woman of the year. You see what they're doing? But the thing is, just like the Democrats do with the black community, they make all sorts of promises, all sorts of promises. And they say they're on your side until the election day. And then the day after the election, they leave some money on the dresser and they get up and leave. And that's what they're doing with women right now. They're saying we are for women 100% of the time. Uh, the, the Republicans are anti-woman because they uh, want less abortion. So they say that we're going to bat for women everywhere. But after the election, after they've secured the vote of women on the, uh, the, the principle or the, the lie that Republicans want to make abortion illegal, then the day after they leave some money on the dresser and women, uh, and women uh, don't leave the party and they move into the Democrat Party, goes forward with their radical agenda to replace women. This is, this is a modus operandi that is becoming increasingly rare, or increase, increasingly, I should say, uh, more obvious, more obvious. Here is Corinne Jean-Pierre blaming the uh, GOP for yesterday's shooting in Louisville. This time in Louisville, Kentucky, the president and the first lady are praying for those killed and injured in the tragic shooting. No, you're not. You just say you are. In Louisville and for the survivors who will carry the trauma for the rest of their lives. They are grateful for the LMPD officers who quickly and courageously stepped into the line of fire. to. Kamala Harris went to uh, Tennessee to speak to get two uh, legislators uh, reinstated after they, uh, they committed a, an act of uh, insurrection by uh, getting a bunch of children and leading them into the, uh, the legislature uh, against decorum uh, with the possibility of violence whipping them into a lather and, uh, and uh, of course, Kamala Harris completely avoided the reason why those kids were there is because there was a mass shooting by a transgendered individual that killed three children and uh, and three adults or two adults. Save others. Once again, Kamala Harris didn't mention that in her address. And with Democrats to take action to ban assault weapons. Okay, what kind of gun did the uh, did the shooter in Louisville use? Hasn't been announced yet. She already had her argument against guns, particularly a type of gun, 
locked and loaded. And high capacity magazines to require safe storage of firearms, to require background checks for all gun sales, to eliminate gun manufacturers' immunity from liability. Uh, which would be like suing Jack Daniels for a DUI. These are common sense actions. We can't. No, they're not. None of them are common sense. They're all ludicrous, and they all are meant to restrict firearm ownership from people who use them responsibly. That's just it. That's just the way it is. That's what this is all about. And here we are again. Uh, the bodies are still lying there, and the White House is already. Uh, they've already got their arguments. Assault weapons ready to go. They call them assault weapons. Do you know why they call them assault weapons? Because they are targeting a weapon that looks like a weapon of war. They are targeting it because it looks scary. They are targeting it because they have the uh, the notion that uh, Americans, that the Second Amendment was created to uh, shoot at targets and go turkey hunting. It's not the case. The Second Amendment was created after a revolution where armed citizenry fought back against the most powerful empire in the world. The founding fathers wrote the the uh, the Bill of Rights, knowing that Americans would need arms to defend themselves and their country from enemies, foreign and domestic, not for turkey hunting. But Democrats call them weapons of war and assault weapons because they want to disarm people with the most effective weapons if, in fact, there were enemies attempting to take over the country, <clears throat> both foreign and domestic. That's what that's all about, by the way. Coming up, uh, Joe Biden wants to dump $5 billion of taxpayer cash into developing new COVID vaccines and drugs. Yeah, so the, the, the payback to Big Pharma has not ended, even though the pandemic is technically over. Joe Biden signed an executive order yesterday, a year plus after it should have been signed altogether. We'll get to that in a second. Also, your phone calls at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's the Rob Carson Show. So uh, after the indictment, the big media spin is all against uh, Donald Trump. But one cable news channel leads the way in real news. That is Newsmax, of course. I watch it. I, of course, am also an anchor. Although I wouldn't say what I do is anchoring. I do a uh, political commentary and satire show called Rob Carson's What in the World? I do watch Newsmax all the time. And if uh, the Newsmax poll asks if you still Trump, uh, support Trump for president in 2024, all you have to do is just text the word event to 39747. Event to 39747. If you do that, we would love to hear what you have to say. You guys have made yourselves, uh, well, very, very loud and vocal the last few months, by the way. Uh, anyway, it just takes a minute. Tune into Newsmax. Great hosts like Rob Schmidt, Greta Von Suster, and Eric Bolin. Uh, me, me, by the way. Uh, just text the word event to 39747, if you will. By the way, Mike Huckabee was on Eric Bolin's show on Friday. And Mike Huckabee is saying that he is going to support Donald Trump. I'm unapologetically a Trump guy. And the reason is, is because I've never had a president in my life. And that goes back to Eisenhower who did exactly what he said he would do in the campaign and actually exceeded the... This is what I said, I mean, as soon, uh, literally halfway through Trump's term in office. Expectations that I had, and whether it's energy policy, economic policy, foreign policy, really saving NATO, and uh, being the first president since Ronald Reagan not to get us in a war. Oh, yeah, there's that. Uh, putting money in the pockets of working class oh, yeah, people that. and bringing yeah. manufacturing back, yeah. uh, being the 
champion of religious liberty like other than that a terrible president no other being a strong supporter of israel issues that really matter to me yeah pretty much Uh, look i understand that some of his tweets offend people but get over it this is a man who has (laughs) been able to get things done and eric he's done it Against- and you know what? Here's the deal. You look at the amount of attacks he's taken, all the names that he's called, all of these idiotic, uh, the you know, the raid of Mar-a-Lago, the, the two uh, faux impeachments, all of this, and, and, and all the things they call him. And, the, and yet people, Republicans, are mad because it, it, tr- when he punches back, he uses language that's terse. I mean, honestly, it, it really, uh, there's, there, we have no time for this. We have no time for Marcus of Queensbury's rules in an MMA ring. Okay, and and if you're upset because Donald Trump is uncouth, uh, uh, you need to look at the people who are lobbing the fireballs at Donald Trump and you, by the way, before you decide that is uh, too much. Real quick, we got to talk about the Dalai Lama. I know that Jim Gossett's been wanting to do this song for a while. Hello, Dolly. Well, hello, Dolly. Kissed a boy for all the world. Is Jim identifying as a woman? Caution you flung Dolly said suck my tongue Dolly we're astounded We're confounded Confused yeah. can be what yeah. else have you What the hell? Been hiding You're just like Joe Biden, Biden. When he's sniffing hair of girls again <sighs> Then Scared the child's mama <laughs> Charges should be filed, llama Dolly, don't let him near a kid Did you see what he just did? Dolly, don't let him near a kid again You know, I, I didn't really want to talk about this today because I, I don't even know what the hell to think. I mean, we had all been taught that the Dalai Lama is this spiritual figure and all this. And then there's this 12-year-old boy that he invites up on the stage. And then uh, he gives the kid a kiss on the lips and then tells that I don't even want to talk about this. The, the Dalai Lama sticks his tongue out and told the kid to uh, suck on his tongue. You know, this, what the what? This is all I'm going to talk about this. Uh, this man's done. As far as I'm concerned, I don't, know, I don't know what the excuse is. I don't even care. I don't care. Man shouldn't be allowed to be in the country again. Uh, you are phenomenally, fundamentally broken if you would, A, do something against in private, let alone in public. Seriously, what the hell? If the Pope did it, the world would be upside down right now. And that's all I'm going to say about it. There you go. Coming up, Doug Collins talking about the madness in the world, uh, Donald Trump's uh, possibility to become a president, and much more on the other side of this break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through. It is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. We have a special guest on this Tuesday afternoon, Doug Collins, former congressman from Georgia, ranking minority member, House Judiciary Committee, also lieutenant colonel in the UO Force Air Force Reserves, was a uh, chaplain, by the way, in uh, uh, how you doing, my friend? What's going on? Good, buddy. I just, I'm just so excited to be. I'm just going to jump in, you know? Oh. <laughs> so, now you had, to, obviously, Easter was this weekend, and uh, yeah. I, I hope you and your family had a nice Easter. As a man of the cloth, um, 
would you say, uh, and I've heard this echoed even from uh, a number of people who are generally regarded as uh, atheistic or agnostic, that we're in a, a kind of an existential battle, not between Republicans and Democrats or left and right, but between good and evil. Do you do you kind of get that vibe? Did you do you have that feeling? And and did you feel that uh, on Easter on Easter Sunday? Well, the great part about Easter Sunday is I don't have to feel anything. I can know that he is risen, who's risen indeed, the tomb is empty. Uh, I don't have to worry about that in my life. But what I do look around, Rob, and, and thanks, I hope you're put, you had a great Easter as well. What I do look around and disturbs me greatly is in, the, is in our society right now. There seems to be more of what we have in, in the biblical terms of everyone does what is right in their own eyes. And um, I see more and more of a moving away from a standard and a morality that says right is right, wrong is wrong. I mean, and, and now it just becomes to the point where whatever you feel is okay. And folks, be very careful. If what you feel is what you believe is right, uh, you wake up with a bad morning after some bad pizza the night before, you could have a bad day. You know, you've got to have some moral absolutes in your life. And that's what I see really slipping away a lot. Yeah, but I think we're beginning to see a little. Uh, uh, I believe we're we're seeing some major pushback, Doug. I I uh, I, I like to every day. Uh, you know, I look at the headlines. I look at the day's events, and I and I fret, and I sometimes wake up with a knot in my stomach. But I I know, and I believe in my heart that uh, that good is going to win. I, I do, and 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 I'm going to tell you, like Naomi Wolf. You know, Doctor Naomi Wolf. Doctor Naomi Wolf is a is a brilliant woman. I tried to read her. Uh, she just did a recent piece on. Uh, uh, she's been writing a, a lot of pieces and literally analyzing scripture. You know when you can you when an when an atheist like Naomi Wolf is quoting scripture that there's something going on. And, and I and I and I believe there is. But I, and I'll tell you also, I think that good is going to win uh, when all is said and done. Oh, amen, amen. I mean, look, you know, it's sort of the, from a faith perspective. Uh, you know, I've read the end of the book. We win. Okay, good win. It's there. You know, I skip ahead for those who need the Cliff Notes version. He conquered it on Easter. That's that's what the whole rest of the the, the scripture tells us. And I think what we've got to do is, and this is where I think conservatives. I've I've been going all over the country, Rob. And if anybody wants me to come speak or listen to Rob uh, Carso, just get in touch, Rob. Get in touch with me. I'll come anywhere in this country to speak to any Republican group, conservative group, or anybody. And I will tell you, it is the best time to be a conservative that there's ever been. This is the best time. And I'm going to tell you why. Because now it is a clear distinction. We don't have to wonder what the left is saying. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to guess. We don't have to insinuate. We know that there's a clear distinction on what we believe in this country, what they believe in this country. And I believe the conservative vision is the vision that wins. I believe we're the happy warriors. We're the ones that are going to go out there and fight for the family, fight for the individuals, fight for freedom, fight for economic freedom. Those are the kind of things I believe truly that this is the time that conservatives need to stand up and not stand down. And well, when we see that happening, that's what we need to be. And there are Democrats who are uh, leaving the party. We had one in North Carolina who uh, solidified the supermajority there. We had one in Wisconsin who now they have a veto-proof majority in the uh, Wisconsin Assembly. The Republicans do so they can go after the governor. So, you know, every time we hear that uh, you know conservatives have lost we have another victory we did lose a a seat to a uh, what i would consider to be a stolen election a literally bought and paid for election in wisconsin of a leftist judge they were literally bribing people to get friends and relatives to vote and i think they need to seriously look at the legality of that but uh, but this isn't resonating uh, Democrat republicans had five million more votes in the midterms and through uh vote harvesting and uh, and all-out bribery, uh, Democrats have managed
drivers to win the uh, the races that they that they need to win. Uh, you'll you appreciate this in in Tennessee, two uh, two of these children dressing up in their dad's clothes to pretend like it was some sort of a uh, a new uh, new civil rights movement in Tennessee were booted, and then of course uh, uh, Nashville uh, uh, people in power there put them back in back in the house. They're coming back, but this this jackweed this uh, this Justin Jones says I want to, to welcome the people back to the people's house. I want to welcome democracy to the people's house. Last Thursday, members tried to crucify democracy, but today we have a resurrection. This is a 27 year old punk who is attempting to dress up in in uh, in uh, MLK or or, or uh, Malcolm X's clothing and stand in front of a mirror and become some sort of an icon. But he's just a child uh, impersonating something uh, and creating a movement out of nothing. What are your thoughts about this comparison of of this jackweed to Jesus Christ the day after Easter? Yeah, I, I was rather offended by that. This is, this is not the same thing. I mean, you were punishing something wrong, um, you know, in, in your own capacity as a, as a state legislator. And, and look, I mean, so there will be you know, different ways that can be handled. I think this actually played into the left narrative that they wanted to. But, but that comparison was, was just uh, way over the top. I mean, if you tried a conservative to try that analogy, we would have uh, we would have been you know on the front of Twitter for, and, and, and the social media and also in mainstream media for for days. You know, uh, saying we're criticizing uh, Christianity. Um, but again, but we've got to learn. And you said something in that specific answer to that question. This second that really comes to me is we've got to start playing uh, by the rules given us. And, and I think this is the one that the conservatives. You know, we've got to get out there and, and take our message. And one of the things I'm really concerned about, Robin, I'd I love to hear your thoughts on this, is, you know, where was the RNC in Wisconsin? Where was where was the Republican Congress when we got outspent, you know, literally 10 to 1? I talked to Scott Walker about this up there. It wasn't up until, the, like, the last couple of weeks that conservatives actually started giving money to for ads. I mean, our candidate in the Supreme Court up there couldn't even get on the TV until about two weeks out, and his, and his ad buy was pathetic. We've yep. got to take every one of these seriously. This is where the left is beating us. And I'm going to be frank with you. They are beating us at this because they play the down-ballot races. We tend to play only the big races. And the down-ballot races are where actual stuff, unfortunately, gets a lot done that we don't overlook. These DA races, these judges races, you know, these are the kind of things that we've got to look at because if we don't look at these, we're going to continue to get beat. And I'm tired of Republicans complaining about it when they're not participating in it. And we I mean, Toronto, where were you? Where was the yeah. Republican Party? You know, yeah. where was the big donor? Let's start playing by the same rules, folks. Yeah. Well, uh, and by the way, I don't know what's wrong with your phone. You sound like you're in a tunnel. Are you? Where are you? Are you in a giant metal pipe that's been uh, traditionally uh, used to to send petroleum, but Joe Biden uh, put it out of commission? Is that where you are? Because it sounds kind of like it. I'm hiding. I'm, I'm I'm undercover because you know they're they're out to you know, they're they're out to silence conservative voices here. So I'm calling from the internals and everywhere. Uh, I, you know, I had I had a stop. I'm, I don't have the best connection, but for Rob Carson, I stopped from the side of the road. We're doing this, okay? Now, let me let me ask you this, Doug Collins, um, and I do appreciate you uh, you being on the show today. Uh, there, I think it was Fox News had a poll this weekend, and they said that Democrats want Donald Trump to be the candidate because he'll be the easiest to defeat. And I am saying that is absolute. I can't say it on the air, but it's nonsense. You have you have four uh, DAs with uh, faulty uh, uh, lawsuits ready to rock and roll to 
prevent Donald Trump from running or uh, to get him so twisted up in these lawsuits during the election that he can't run an effective campaign. And for people to say that Donald Trump is is uh, is the candidate that Democrats want, why are so many people still going after him? Why did Corinne Jean-Pierre call the Republican budget the MAGA budget if Donald Trump is just going to fade into oblivion and he would be easy to beat by Donald Trump I, or by uh, by Joe Biden? I, I call bull crap. Uh, what do you think? I think you're right. I think I think here's the only problem. The, we're, and again, I told you it's the best time to be a conservative because all they have is, is Donald Trump. All they want to talk about is Donald Trump. All they want to talk about is what is in the past. All they want to do is, you know, you know, just play Donald Trump up in these in these roles. And the truth of the matter is, if uh, you know, Hillary Clinton was and them were saying the same things, that they didn't think Donald Trump went. Donald Trump can win. Republicans can win with the right message. And Donald Trump is a is a is shown he can motivate people. And when people start seeing what Joe Biden and them have done and where they're at with this, I mean, I think they're going to have a different tune. Um, but again, it's all they got. They're one trick yeah. ponies with this. So, you know, they're going to play the song that brought them there. Yeah, um, they couldn't hear your last word there. Let me ask you this. It looks like Joe Biden's White House may have been involved in the raid on Mar-a-Lago. It also looks like there may have been some uh, Biden interference with regard to jump-starting the case against Donald Trump by Alvin Bragg. Jim Jordan has issued subpoenas to, uh, to individuals involved in both of those. Would you put it past Joe Biden and the uh, DNC to, uh, to uh, go after after Donald Trump, the raid, or or the uh, or the other case. Yeah, I mean, I, at this point, Ron, I think the the problem is right now is they've got to actually look at what what they're accomplishing here. And in the, the Alvin Bragg suit and in indictments and everything have really pushed people more toward Donald Trump because they're now believing what Donald Trump was saying if they didn't in the past that they're out to get him. And I think that I mean, if they want to continue this path, especially the Alvin Bragg stuff, I mean, it's just it just pushed. Uh, uh, people to understand that there is a difference in what liberals do with the with the use of government as opposed to conservatives, and I think that's that's pushing people toward Donald Trump. Yeah, and you know another thing, uh, Doug, you may also recall that within 72 hours, Donald Trump raised 10 million dollars and 16,000 campaign volunteers. That is a bellwether moment in political history i can't recall 10 million dollars being raised for a candidate in 72 hours uh, i can't imagine 16,000 people volunteering when a da decided to go after a candidate so uh I, this even points further to the democrats are terrified of donald trump because if donald trump really wasn't a consideration do you suppose he would have been able to get that sort of reaction from people who support him particularly the 25 percent who've never given money to him before yeah, no, I don't think so, Rob. I think you hit it perfectly. But uh, but also, I think, let's, let's throw this also, too, in there. They want us talking about this, too. And I think the, the Democrats want us divided between, you know, and, and if you're listening to some of those voices, they'll, they'll throw out Ron DeSantis. They'll throw out somebody else. They'll throw out Donald Trump can't win, but Donald Trump's going to say, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of this, I say, psychological warfare of the left and saying, let's get the Republicans, you know, just talking about what we want to talk about. And, and I think what we need to do is, we know that Donald Trump is going to run a strong campaign. Donald Trump is leading. We know it in most states. He's 40 to 45 percent of the GOP is, is solidly his to start with. What we've got to concentrate on is making sure that the people understand what they are doing. We'll take care of our own Democrats. Thank you very much. And if you want to obsess over Donald Trump, then go right ahead. We're going to obsess over the bad policies of, of Joe Biden. We're going to obsess over the falling standard in the world because of, of a foreign affairs that is non-existent. 
under the Biden administration has actually made us weak. We're going to focus on the fact that you let a weather, a, a Chinese spy balloon float over the United States for a whole week before you took it out. We're going to focus on the things that people matter. Uh, we'll take care of our Republican uh, primary. Y'all fixate on Trump all you want. Fixate on Republicans all you want. We're going to point out what's your problem. <laughs> I, I think that uh, I think we're in the middle of an awakening, uh, Doug Collins. I, I really do. I think we reached a zenith uh, with uh, woke nonsense last week with Dylan Mulvaney with the attack on oh on uh, on uh, 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 these uh, Riley Gaines. Uh, I just think I think that well, first of all, you got America's women pissed off. And and if you're going if you're going to piss off American women, uh, Doug, you know as well as I do, you know there's no coming back. Yeah. You're on the couch. The Democrat Party is going to be on the couch, bud. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think I want to go there. And, and that's another topic that we've got to turn this on is believing that you know this right here is not just a choice that you want to be a male or you want to be a female. This isn't a, you know when it's highlighted and you're taking males who transition or even don't transition or identify as females and lifting them over females. Yes. This is what I've heard from many of the, the, yes. the uh, women's rights organizations and everything else. This is exactly what they fought against. Yep. And now, I mean, so th- I think this will eventually, like this, it's always, you know, as we have a saying down here, you know, that says, you know, you, you know, that's a, you know, too cute by half. Well, they're getting almost too cute by half on some of this. <laughs> well, I am hopeful, uh, and and there are days that I get really down. I'm sure you do too. You've been in the thick of politics for a long time, but I I'm optimistic, and I, I every day I come in here, I try to uh, try to make fun of those who do absurd things, like pretend that Dylan Mulvaney is a is a is a woman. Uh, it's time that we we fought back uh, at the ballot box. It fought back with legislation, and then uh, make fun and deride them because they're buffoon clowns and there we are we outnumber them greatly uh, Doug where can people find you on social media I know you also do this uh, podcast wants to tell everybody about yep. that yeah at rep Doug Collins that's where that's me on Twitter you can find me there Doug Collins GA on Instagram also the Doug Collins podcast anywhere you get your podcast just go to the podcast DougCollinsPodcast.com. you can send me a note there like I said if I can be of help robbing this battle I want people to go yes, to sir. DougCollinsPodcast.com. hit that email button and say hey Doug come help us I'll be there All right, my brother. Have a glorious week, and uh, thanks for joining us. We'll have you on again soon. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's The Rob Carson Show. I think we reached critical uh, critical woke last week, and I think... um, I think the the uh, left has really uh, begun to jump the shark in a number of reasons, and and one of the things that happened last week was Riley Gaines, who is just a, a female college athlete who who spent her entire life uh, getting to school early to swim in a swimming pool all day and work out and and adjust her lifestyle and everything to compete with women, and then her senior year gets beaten by a guy who was performing poorly in the men's division, decides to become a uh, woman while maintaining his uh, sexuality, his heterosexuality. And uh, and showering with women, and and I think I think we're done with this. I think we're absolutely done. This was a point. Here's a, this is Riley Gaines. He's talking on a car phone to Charlie Kirk about what happened in San Francisco. She's going to sue that university to the ends of the earth, and I hope she does. Um, so I had arrived to the event. I was supposed to meet the campus police an hour and a half before, but they did not show up. Um, and so I carried on. I did my speech. It, of course, was filled with protesters, but for the most point, or for the most part at this point, they were pretty peaceful. Um, it was after the event when it turned not peaceful. Um, ambushers rushed into the room. They turned off the lights. They were flickering the lights, and they rushed me. 
Um, I was physically and um, verbally assaulted, to which um, I was rushed out of the room and I couldn't exit the What is your crime? What is your crime? Why didn't you compete on an even playing field with other women? The, the left is so ungodly broken, so ungodly morally and uh, uh, mentally just unfit, morally bankrupt. And I think they've really screwed the pooch on this one, to be quite honest. I really, really do. I think we're done. I think American women are done. I've been waiting for the moment that American women would be done with this crap. And American women are ready to take the fight to these idiots. And the men in their lives are going to do the same thing. Jim Gossett did this. Harkening back to my Gen X childhood with Schoolhouse Rock. But I want to be Jill I'll become a girl Yes, I will Give me some time And I'll make myself pretty If I don't make the girls' team It'll be a pity But I know I'll be a gal someday At least I hope and pray I'll be Jill But today I am still just a bill Yeah, it's this absurd We have to make fun of them I'm just a bill and I won't stop until a real woman's role I can't fill. I'll make the girls swim team, they won't deny me. I got the whole package, that's clear to see. Everybody knows I live a lie, cause I'm still a guy. My name's Bill, a Bill who is mentally ill. Congratulations, Bill. You're now a Jill. Oh, yeah. You know what? Oh, my God. I needed a laugh today like I needed to cry on Sunday. <laughs> uh, if you get a chance to check out uh, Jim Gossett's uh, Patreon page, <clears throat> it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Patreon Jim Gossett Comedy, and you can help him out, give him 5 bucks, 10 bucks a month or whatever. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated, but I, I hope that put a smile on your face. It'll be on the podcast today, Newsmax.com slash listen. Just beautiful, James. You did a great job, as always. Let's take a break, come back, wrap things up. This is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show. By the way, Morning, morning Consult has Donald Trump by 33 points above Ron DeSantis. Democrats, let him run for president. He's so beatable. Have a glorious day. God bless you guys. Until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid, and I'll see you then.